So the Culture Wednesday idea was a different idea. It wasn't about necessarily having a face first podcast. It was about taking you on a journey. It was about bringing you through how the Wednesday episode or the Wednesday edition of Get Up got to be called Culture Wednesday. And then it was about bringing you through a journey of what the culture means to media, how the evolution of media is directly tied to the evolution of the culture, of our culture. And so what to me started out as this fun way to get some homeboys together and to talk and to chill and to hang out turned into a lesson. It turned into more than a vibe. It turned into more than just fun. And so like anything that ever happens in the culture, it was three of us, Dominique Foxworth, Marcus Spears, and Ryan Clark. And I was planning to get us together for probably like two months. And we knew the date. We knew the time. Shortly before that, somebody decides that, ah, uh, I got a little something to do, so I'll be a little late. Here's what we'll learn. Marcus Spears is a star. Dominique Foxworth is brilliant. And well, Ryan Clark, he's a dude that does things his own way that may be learning that things could change. Sit around. Sit back. Peep it out. This is Culture Wednesday. Well, most times these stories write themselves. You know, things start off and you think they're going to be one thing, but a lot of times they end up being another. When the last opportunity you get for somebody to do a story on you to say the spotlight is growing dim on Clark, you think it's kind of over. Uh-huh. Not at all. Underestimated and still I made it In the book of hard knocks I'm highly educated Nobody told me looked over but still dedicated Played in the league for 13 I ain't gotta be favored Two Super Bowls, Honolulu I stood with the greatest The thing is this, it never rich I'm good with my neighbors DB precision, television Ain't asked for no favors Numbers don't lie, neither do pictures Just look in the papers no backing down or turning back, part two of the movie Never the biggest, but it takes more than two just to move me Ain't gotta like what I'm saying, just watch me go to work And tackle all of these topics right here on Face First Well, there was supposed to be three of us Oh yeah Right? And so, we put the plan in place It was in place Right, we said Months look, ago Months, months ago mm-hmm. And I was like, look, this is the day uh-huh. And y'all let me know the time Cause you live here. I do. And the I other do. guy well, that we're talking about. I live in DC. I don't live in Virginia. Let's be clear about that. Well, the other thing is this though. They actually don't know where here is out there. <laughs> that's fair, that's fair, that's fair. Right. So they just know that they just know that here is a place that we are. We're here. Okay, and so I said, okay, Dom and Sir? this other guy. Other guy. We're gonna do this on this day at this time. Okay. That guy ain't here. Months ago. Months ago. We found out yesterday, y- yesterday, mm-hmm. or maybe two days ago, that he had something else to do, and he was like, "Hey, can y'all push it back?" And he sent us a schedule. I understand that you don't want to put his business in the street, so you say he has something else to do. But I think it's important to understand that his son had a basketball tournament, so basketball tryout, which basketball is important. Basketball tryout, because I hate I hate those surprise tryouts where they, <laughs> I hate I hate it. I hate where they text you. 
the morning before and be like, hey, try out tomorrow. Right. Like, be there. Like, we know. Like, you know, coaches do that. Though. They do. They do. I hate this it. This out for 700 people. Yeah, they do it. That they just scheduled yesterday. Yeah, I hate it. So the person we're talking about is Swagoo, mm. right? Marcus the big Spears. The, the Well, actually, the big Swagoo is now a motivational walk speaker. <laughs> so no. when my dog... So my dog ain't as big as he used to be. When my dog on his walk, don't he is, he is motivating the people. Don't bring the group chat to he, the screen. Yeah, he is motivating the people to get out. So I say all Hold that on, to can say. Can we take a second, though? I want to talk about the motivational walk speaking because I don't roast him in public <laughs> and so private. We, but, but what we're hoping is okay. he eventually gets here. It's because he's walking here. That's what's taking he's, him so long. He is walking he's, here. And he's motivating people. And he's motivating he people <laughs> while he walks. And so we were all excited, though, right? Because the thing is, and we have to let people know that Culture Wednesday may be dead. Right? We, that there, there may never be another Culture Wednesday on Get Up. But I also think that people, people don't quite get how it was made and not only how it was made, the, the conditions that Wednesdays put you in. Yeah. Right? So, yeah, yeah. so just, just so you know, if you do TV on a Wednesday and you're doing football, it's a crap day. They hate you. It's they hate they you. They put you on a Wednesday. They, they, they hate they you. They put you on a Wednesday because they hate you, right? Because here's the thing. We can't, you can't talk about Sunday no more. Yeah. Guess why? Sunday over. They talked about Sunday on Monday and Tuesday. And Monday and Tuesday. Yeah. Right? And so now you can't really talk about the weekend because you're too far from it. Right. And Thursday night game, always the pool game, yeah. so we ain't really tripping. So here we are. It's like, hey, it's going to be you, Dominique Foxworth, and at the time, we used to have Feinbaum. Yeah. Remember? We started with Feinbaum. So not only did they want to make sure we had a crap day, they said, we're going to put you with somebody that's the least like y'all. Yeah. Right? <laughs> and so there was a certain day that this group of people is together, and it starts. Right? And, and so, so here's what's happened to us. Right, Dom, and I'm going to speak for you for once. And, okay, go and you, let, you love being a black man. The, right or wrong? At the depths mm -hmm. of my Negro soul, right? there's not very many things <laughs> I appreciate more than waking up <laughs> being and black looking man? in the mirror <laughs> and recognizing I'm a black man. Right. Okay. Love it. So that's number one. Along with... Love being a black man, you also love black people. Correct? So I wake up. Okay. Before I look in the mirror, all right. I look over at my black wife. Okay. I walk down the hall and look at my three black children. Okay. I call my black friends. <laughs> I text my black mama and my black daddy. Right. And I thank them for also being black. There we go. And so now. We're on this show, and they're talking about Eli Manning and Cam Newton. Woo! Right? And so when they're talking about Eli Manning and Cam Newton, fine bomb, right? Which, and maybe because... Hold on, no, 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 no. You don't get to tell the story. You don't, oh, I'm oh. going to tell the story. Tell the story. So I'm going to sit here. Because you put my pants down. You are the catalyst because you also... The same things that I said about me. 100%. Yeah, okay. So Every morning I wake we, up. We don't have to get into it. It's, it's not easy. But I still love it all the same. Mm -hmm. And maybe I love it because it's not easy, and that's part of it. But that's a whole other conversation. We got red cups. We're having a good time. So the words are flowing. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. So me and you are at the desk, and Greenberg's in the middle. They throw it to the south wall, which is about 
15 yards away. Yep. Paul Feinbaum is talking about Eli Manning, and he says a bunch of things about Eli Manning, a bunch of positive things about Eli Manning. No, that, remember, they were so positive right. that Eli was supposed to get like a parade. Yeah. He was supposed to get all of these things that went along with yeah. being ultimately awesome. He was effusive in his praise of Eli Manning. Effusive. That's, that's, that's some word. You, you learned that in business school or something. Mm, I just made it up. Okay, because they, okay. yeah. they didn't have, See, they certainly didn't have that word at LSU undergrad. <laughs> <laughs> you got to say it with confidence. They believe it. I just made it up. Okay, People I like it though. scrambling, Googling. They don't know. Effusive. I'm going to use it on TV on a Wednesday. <laughs> All right, so he's effusive in his praise of mm -hmm. Eli Manning, which is fine. I don't have a problem with it. Then... And Eli Manning has a history of deserving this praise. However, Eli Manning also was a guy who you could make the argument was not a team first guy or was kind of a me, me, me guy, which I know that sounds crazy. Because he was supposed to go to San Diego. Right. And he I, said, no. I don't think he's a me, me, me guy. I think taking control of your own career is an awesome thing. But there were people at the time who didn't like that. Not a lot of people, but some people who didn't yeah. like that. So then... In the same segment, we go to talk, or um, Paul goes to talk about Cam Newton. Yep. But what you forget, remember, they threw it to us in the middle of the Eli thing, oh, and, we, and we spoke good about Eli. Yeah, we love Eli. Yeah, because they were saying he's this, and we talked about the Super Bowls and all of these things, and the reason that Eli Manning should be loved. Yeah. Okay, continue. And then they go back to the South Wall with the homie Paul. And the homie Paul is now talking about Cam Newton. He was. And then he well, talks about how Cam Newton is selfish. I don't remember the exact verbiage. He's never thought about anyone but himself. Yeah. I remember it because I can never forget it. I look up at you. Look, I look at you. <laughs> we make eye contact. We make eye contact. And then we know that the race is on. <laughs> the race is on to fight racism. <laughs> hey, like, dude, hey, straight up. Hey, like, I don't know. I'm going to tell you, too, Dom, what was crazy was... <sighs> was like, it, it obviously happens in a split second, right? Because you don't get that much time yeah. when you're up there. But I promise, I went through letting it go. Right. Yeah. In your mind. Yeah, we had the same process. We're very similar people. Right. We had the same thought process because I was like, should I say something? Do I not say something? And then you was already talking. <laughs> I was and I was like, damn it. He beat me to it. And then and you the, had to let me go. Yeah. The, right. the thing is, when you throw it to the south wall, we're off. Mm -hmm. Our mics are off. Like, they don't think that we are going to participate in it. It's like, you're not supposed to participate in it. Mm -hmm. It's like, kind of uh, unprofessional almost. Right. Like, butt into someone else's segment at, that's on a different part of the studio. But we both are doing the calculus in our mind where we're like, all right, should I say something? Do I let this go? Is this going to be something that we have to speak to? And then you start going, and I'm hot a little bit. I'm proud of you, but I'm also hot because, like, man. He did the math in his head faster than me. Got to he it. got to the point. Got to it. But also, I was like, he ain't going to do this alone. And so I just started saying, get him. <laughs> you, you called Paul out in the middle of his segment because we all have our own little segments here and there. And like buttoning on somebody's segment is kind of wrong to do. But when somebody needs you, Paul needed you. He needed your help. Paul needed your help. He needed you to butt in on him at that moment. And so... I don't know Paul super personally. Around the, the building, he's cool. I, I like him. He's a nice enough guy. And we all say things. And we can get to the stuff that we've said in the past that, that we're not proud of. He was saying something that he wasn't proud of. He just didn't know it yet. Yeah, I and agree then, with that. And then you dove in and you saved him. And I wanted to make sure that you guys was going to make it to shore. Because he was <laughs> drowning. 
<laughs> he was so, he was so, drowning in, so, in the thicket of racism. See, see, so so what happened was right. <laughs> what, what what had happened was I heard Paul saying these things that I understood Paul shouldn't be saying. Right. Right. And then knowing that, I wanted to get him to a point to where he understood what side he was standing on. Saving white people. Good for you. And Way so save a white and man. so then, if you remember, remember how uncomfortable the meeting was afterwards, though. So uncomfortable. Right. And and so. We, we have this, and, and, and that day, it blows up. It's a day that we don't really push as far as ESPN, but it's yeah. pushed by other yeah. people, who, feel, people saw it. who felt like we were right. Mm-hmm. And so shortly after that, you named the day. Yeah, so that was the birth of Culture Wednesday, because that was the moment where we took the show from Greenberg. It's his show. Right. On four days a week, it's his show. Right. It's, bro, hold on, that's a big shadow. What y'all talking about, man? <laughs> This is how the story starts. It starts with two of the homies. Two of the homies going through how Paul Feinbaum is actually maybe the reason we have a Culture Wednesday. Because we had to make a decision. Is this going to be about what we do as our team? Or is it going to be about the team at ESPN? And at that time, it wasn't necessarily even a question for me. And then now we see Marcus rolls in and Marcus is here. And, you know, when the big swagoo shows up, things stop. Things slow down. You move on to do something different. And so now we're going to sit at a table and we're going to have a round table and we're going to have some drinks and we're going to talk and we're going to kick it. You're going to learn why Marcus Spears does what he does. You're going to learn not only why he wants to be a star, but how he'll become that star. What's the reason and how will he make it happen? And then we'll talk a little bit to Dominique Foxworth and about his education and about why he wants it, about why he needs it, and about what it means. Cultural Wednesday wasn't just about making you laugh. Cultural Wednesday on Get Up isn't just about the movie references or the music references, but we do talk about those. What Cultural Wednesday is about is about growth. It's about togetherness. It's about understanding that I can make you better if you allow me to that you can make me better if I listen to you as well. So let's slide into the next piece. The Big Swagoo sits down. And when the Big Swagoo sits down, you know the fun is coming. Well, you know, so things were going. They were. Uh, we had a late friend. And anytime you do a, a, a culture Wednesday or a culture anything, one of your homeboys is going to be late. You know, and the, the thing that helps, though, is if the person that's late is the biggest one. <laughs> right? Because, like, what you going to do? You know what I'm saying? What you gonna do? And so we we had kind of got into the conversation of how Culture Wednesday started. Swag. We talked about the fact that Feinbaum, I'm not gonna say he is racist. I'm no, saying no, no, he no, was no. double dutching with racism. Mm, <laughs> he was double dutching. He was double dutching, right? And so I'm from, you know, I'm from the West Bank. I know how it works. You're like, ah, yeah, ah, let me get ah, in there. Ah. And so yeah. I had to, so I had to get at him, right? But today, me and Dom, we were in a car and we were riding, and I was telling him like how fascinated I was that you had the numbers of executives, right? Yeah. So you remember the, so, so I'm telling all the ESPN people, ain't hey, look like swag, who cold, man? Like you gotta get them on NFL Live, whatever. Right. And so we walking down the hall and you kind of talking to people like, okay, I'm doing this, I'm doing that, I'm doing this. So kind of take the people through your story of SEC Network, yeah. you know, obviously all American, first round pick, Dallas Cowboy, how you, What you were saying? How 
Bro, uh, we got, oh, wait, that was a mother effing elephant foot. Did he put an elephant foot on That was an elephant. But question though, is an elephant foot an elephant foot or elephant paw? Do elephants have paws or foot? No, elephants have it's feet. Foot. I feel like they have feet. Well, man. but do people? Can you have feet if you got four? What's the difference between a paw and a foot? All of that is all of that is not important. How, where you got a foot, an elephant foot from? It's not an elephant foot. It's a cup holder. I was thirsty. Okay, so my question is this though: Every time you choose to get a drink of your cup, are you gonna put the foot on the table though? Can you just pull the foot? Can you just pull your drink out the foot from the rest of the time, please? Do it, please, okay. for you, for Thank you. you. So, cause you keep putting it in front of me. My bad, please. My bad, but I. But and listen, with the one thing we talked about, right? When we started putting this together, was this was our show. It's, it's this ain't my show, bro. Yeah, but I would yeah, like no, to no, be no, no, in no, the no. show. It's yours, man. It's I would like to be in the it's show, yours, bro. It's yours. You know what I'm saying? So, so what I'm asking, like my drinks to be elephanty, but now I'm gonna lose the elephant on my drink because it's gonna make your drink dry though. Elephant dry as hell. I love you. She is hell. I love you, so I'm fine with having. I'm just loving elephant foot. See us off camera. I'm so grateful. I mean, so, on camera, but off camera. So the question is this, right? I remember, so we have a conversation, shoot dog, maybe 2016. Yeah. So me and you, we're on the sideline, the spring game, right? Spring game, we're captains, we're talking, and you say, RC, what you want to do with this TV? Yeah. And I was like, Marcus, I ain't gonna lie, dog. Like, I just like talking football. I watch all the games. They're gonna pay me to talk about it, so I'm gonna do it, right? And you say something to me, and that junk stuck with me and changed my perspective. You was like, RC, I want to be a TV star. And like I didn't think you was, I didn't think you was full of crap then. Right. But then I read the article about you, because you my dog. I'm I'm be honest. I've read like one article about anybody that worked with. <laughs> it, <ever>. was <laughs> yeah, it was you. It was you. I read your GQ. <laughs> yeah, that, that, it was you. Right. And so and you said, you said it then, uh, then again. Then again. Like what? Like what were the steps to get into that? Because now I feel you are a star. Yeah. What were the steps to getting to that? And like, did you put that junk in place, or did it kind of happen? I was nervous. Let, let me say this first. So, when I started with SEC Network, I mean, y'all know how it is. You go to your high school that you grew up around your whole life. So your ninth grade year ain't terrifying. You know everybody. Mm -hmm. Like, good. So when I started with SEC Network, coming fresh out of the league, I understood like. Okay, I'm I'm gonna be the guy that played a long NFL career, only the, the only one on this network right now, and I get an opportunity. Who, you, who was with you when you started then? Me, Tebow. Okay. Um, Boog was there, but he didn't do SEC Nation. Okay. He was a studio guy. I was on the live two-hour show on Saturdays, okay. which was the big show for SEC Network, right. Right. which was SEC Nation. So. Initially, I was like, so me, Tebow, Feinbaum, um, Joe <laughs> Tessitore. Feinbaum. Feinbaum started guy. Culture Wednesdays. My guy, Feinbaum. You know what's so crazy? He gave Culture Wednesdays You know what's life. crazy? White people don't give us nothing. Feinbaum is actually a part of why Bro. Culture Wednesday started. We're going to get back to that later because <laughs> I got to enlighten y'all a little bit on Feinbaum. <laughs> okay. um, but um, when we started doing SEC Nation, and you got to remember, bro, I came from Dallas. Right. Like I played for the Cowboys. And, Which and I want to get into like that. as much crazy as it is, you have every access to media you want. Any time of the day. Okay. Like it is 24-7 news cycle. Now you gotta determine if you want to take advantage of that. So even long before SEC Network, I was hosting a radio show every off day in when the When did league. it start? When did so, so you were planning this? 
Oh, you, yeah. So, so when you were in college, in two thousand, I, I majored in communications. Okay. All right, so I knew I wanted to have some, something in that capacity. That don't mean nothing, man. You went to LSU, you ain't go to one class. First yeah. off, not NAR class. Off, you ain't go to NAR class. First, first off, my friend has glasses. Everybody can't be. <laughs> so, hey, hey, look, hey, dog, my dog got glasses. Let me tell you, all right, so America. You know, you know why he looked down on us, though? Because he didn't went to, like, Harvard Business No, I'm not looked down on you. He didn't done all this other stuff. Look at Look at him. Look at me. This I got a Everybody. You got a collar. This is confidence in your education. <laughs> this is what it looks like. And what the, what no, the paper not. looks like. What no, you say, look, look at this degree. Yeah. No, it's not. Look at this okay. certificate. Exactly. Look at okay. this right here. Okay. My wife also somebody does called this. Me, somebody called me a clown. I got to have a full conversation with him <laughs> to <laughs> convince him they ain't a clown. He showed me the degree. He got degrees Hey, the whole reason I went to business school was so that I could throw it in the face of my white neighbors. I, I spent two years of my life in Cambridge, Massachusetts, so that when I walk up and down Cambridge. my street, they be like, they be looking at me like, oh, so what'd you do? Hey, I, tell I, them. I, I be like, I played football. I went, got my MBA from Harvard. Which see, is, hey, tell them. That's, that's it, that's it. But you remember the mom do commercial though? Mom do commercial when dude was like, I went to art school at Cambridge. <laughs> that's dumb. Hey, that's dumb. So what's 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 hey. my motivation? Hey, that's dumb. I'm, I'll that pull is... it out in a second. So no, the, the fact of the matter is, and like my neighbors, most of them are white. Uh huh. However, um, I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about the other ones. You, you're good. You're a good neighbor. But <laughs> most of my neighbors. I like come from money. Yeah. And they yeah, like sure. they like regular, they like a real estate agent, uh, they like a dentist or right, a doctor right. or whatever. It's like the Chris Rock joke. Like, I know what I did to get in this neighborhood. What did you do? I had to make miracles happen. Bro, first of all, and so so I'm sorry, I'm sorry, so let me finish. Let me, ahead, let, me finish. Let, me, let me let me finish. So back before COVID, when we would have like little neighborhood get-togethers, I'd be like, I don't want to go, I don't want to go, I don't care. My wife make me go. We spend five minutes there. I walk in there and then like, and maybe it's my own insecurity, I like feel like I'm being judged because yeah. like I'm 15 years younger than everybody there. I'm 37 shades darker than everyone there. And I'm like, all right, you judging me. And then they come there, so what do you do? I'm like, all right, well, you ask me what I do. I can say I'm a journalist, so I can tell you what you're really asking is how'd you get in, this, you neighborhood? Get in this neighborhood? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so I I I skip all the BS like that. I play professional football. And then I already see, and this might be my insecurities, or maybe this is me assuming what they're thinking, but I already see them computing and uh downgrading what they think about me. So I spent two years in Massachusetts so that I can let them do that for an hour and, and then, then later be like, oh. Oh, you got a postgraduate degree? Oh, for real? Oh, where'd you go? Word? Oh, yeah, I got one, too. Hmm? From where? Oh, Boston, yeah. No, I like Massachusetts, huh? The area. Yeah, yeah, like up there. Oh, what school specifically? No, no, yeah. Harvard. <laughs> That's so black. And then, and then, and then, I, so first of all, they have on polos tucked into their khakis. I got on basketball shorts. And a t-shirt. Yeah. I'm, I'm then, joggers. I'm joggers oh, yeah, all yeah, day. Yeah. So I well, I mean, depending on the season. It depends on the season. It might be summer. I don't wear I don't wear shorts. Oh. I do. I like my legs. Yeah. I, 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 got, I don't like mine. I got you sexy should. legs. I got great quads. I have, I have great quads. I have excellent, I have excellent quads. Show them, show them my my hamstring to glute density is perfect. <laughs> oh. Hey, your boy ankles, Kenyan. <laughs> 
hey, 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 dog, dog. I'm winning marathon by the ankle. I'm winning marathons all across America, fam. Hey, Mark, if for real, dog, I'll be like putting on clothes. Like even my suits, I'll be like, man, this whole fire, dog. He's gonna be like, why is so much wrong with my ankles? He gotta put the. So you know what though? Oh, this I'm gonna start putting you is perfect. Hey, I'm gonna start putting elastic in <laughs> my They took in their socks in. They took them in their socks. That's perfect for you. Look, first off, I was around D Wade. He took like that's how they do it in the NBA. I'll be doing it. I'm not doing it. I'll be doing it. I'm not doing it. Anyway, I think my story is done. But the point is. I just be in there feeling a certain type type of way, and it's oh, like like the fancy private schools my kids go to. Like the people there are, are awesome. They don't necessarily judge me necessarily, but I'm judging myself, and right. I need to have. That's the whole reason why I went there. Is my own personal insecurity, so that I can go and drop it on me. Like, look, I'm in here because I made football, but I shouldn't have to do that. Like the shit that I accomplished to get in this neighborhood but dog, makes the shit that you accomplished look like shit. But I think though, I think though, what what has happened though? No, you good. You good. That's why we here. That's why we here. I think. But I forgot that it's not just us that is cameras. I mean, like most hosts, every now and then you have to tell the truth and make a little fun of yourself. You know, I understood the squats. I understood the walking lunges. The calf raises, they never really took. So you make sure you wear clothes <laughs> that accentuate that. And to listen to Marcus, you know, go through his, his start process of where he started to where he is. And Dom telling us about, you know what I mean? I went to Cambridge. But more importantly, why he felt like going to Harvard was important to him. And now the way that he uses that to validate some of the things that he needs because of insecurity. Because see, when you're having the correct conversations, you can talk about insecurity. When you're having the correct conversations, you can talk about the things that you deal with. And that's what we'll get into more. Yes, we're here to have fun. Yes, we're here to get down to the bottom of why culture matters. But we're also here to say that, you know what, we can all be the same. We're also here to say that we can all grow. We're here to say that we can all hurt. And that being authentic and being you and being real is much more important than making sure you're loved. Let's get back to it. Um, Dom was the president of NFLPA, right? I had an opportunity to run for NFLPA president. Mm -hmm. Me and Dom had never truly had a conversation that I felt was of work. I did vote for him, but I asked him, I said, would you mind sitting with me and helping me? You know, and he was like, absolutely. So we sat, we talked, and he was like, he's like, RC, he's like, you are energy. He was like, you are passion. And so I remember giving that speech and giving that speech and listening to um, Eric, who I thought was better than me in the speech. I, I truly did in the sense of what he laid out as a plan. But I remember giving that speech and looking to my right, and Dom probably doesn't even remember this. This is when I felt we became friends. I gave the speech. I was very honest about who I was. I looked at him and he goes. And, and when he gave me that, there was a moment between he and I that I was like, oh, that's my guy. Yeah. You know, um, you, obviously. And like, people won't get this. I was a senior when you were a freshman. Yep. Right? Seniors and freshmen are different. <laughs> like they just are. 
you know? And like at the time, it was so crazy because like I don't I, like I don't get drafted, but people don't understand how good of a, a college football player I was. Maybe, though. Yeah, yeah. Right. And so like they see thirteen years undrafted and like, oh, I'm so shocked. Nah, like I was. We really, like we did. Yeah, I was, he, I've he been doing this. Like, like I've been doing this. <laughs> you know. And like I remember like walking down the hall with you when you did NFL Live that day, and I was like, dog, you're gonna be a star. And I was like, and we're going to do this together. And so, like, my whole thing is, my, my whole thing is this. Like, I have now got to a place, um, and I think Nate Burleson is one of the best at what we do. Yeah. I truly do. Absolutely. Um, we're at the Hall of Fame, and he walks past me, and I go, I was like, what's up, man? How you doing? And this is, and he, and so during this time, it's come out now, during this time, he tells me he's moving to work with Gail King. Mm -hmm. And he goes, when am I coming on your podcast? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And like, and like that to me, it's like, damn, like, why would you even do it? Like, you mm -hmm. don't have to do it. And so like my place now is though, like I want something with y'all. Yeah. And I'll be honest. Like I want, I want, and like ESPN could be like effort. Like I'll, I want to do something where every day I go to work, like I am, like I actually love the, like I'm be honest. Cause like you even said it, you was like RC, like let me know what I need to do. And the reason you said that was because you love me. Yeah. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And I know the same thing about him. Dude, relationships though, what you talking about are relationships organically, whether you whether you experience them through work, whether I didn't meet Foxy until I started working at ESPN. And and like y'all know me, man. My big thing, I ain't forcing shit, bro. If we don't rock, we just don't rock. That don't mean I'm mad at you or I don't I dislike you. We just like we opposite. <laughs> we don't we don't have nothing, you know, we find common ground on. And I knew that about RC coming in, just knowing you for so long. But also when I met when I met Foxy, and it was just like this, he is on this is what I gravitate to. And this one thing that you taught me and you taught me. Cause as much as we are different. The authenticity is what I gravitate to. Whether you totally opposite end of what I'm opinionated about, like I respect authenticity. People always, people always confuse when I say what I'm about to say right now. I have a problem with racists because they don't intend good <laughs> for, uh, for right. my people. That's why I have a problem with racist people. I don't have a problem with their ideal. Okay. Cause explain that it. is explain them. It explain that to me. So if if I'm going, wh where is my energy going? Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. Am I going to am I going to look at this person and I know they wrong? Okay. Right? I coming into it. If you if you don't like a person because of some stigma or something you think that okay. you've been raised. So not to cut you off. Not to yeah, cut yeah. you off. Not to cut you off. Here is what I want you to explain to people. Because when you started talking, I was so excited about this. And I know this is where you're going. And I'm going to look in the camera and say this. What he's saying to you people is, if you're a black person, if you're, a, if you're an Asian person, uh, a brown person, and you're looking at a white person and you don't F with them because of their color, he got an issue with that too. I got an issue with that. And, and look, like if you, if you ain't looking at folks and letting them like dictate who they are to you, bro, that's an issue. And, and ultimately, that's ultimately, real, bro. bro. That's real, Spurs. Ultimately, that's, that's the thing. Like, 
That's the thing. I and and I struggle with this, and this is why I lean on you a lot when I hit you. I think black people have been fighting this struggle for the ideals to change. Okay. Right? And when I had a conversation with you, I don't know if you remember this, Foxy, but you was like, the only thing changed this is laws, bro. The only thing changed, like a lot of the things that we deal with in this country is for it to be illegal or for it to be some ramification of you being this way. So quote unquote, what we were talking about earlier, the woke movement, right? Like how everybody try to attach, oh, they so woke. No, it ain't that we woke. How, how, how did we that just, become negative though? Because their ideals start to get exposed. Okay. What the the fear of people that have these racist tropes or whatever is the the fear that it will be exposed. Because you don't. I grew up in Louisiana. <laughs> I know I've been around racist people that would shake my hand, that would smile, mm -hmm. that would laugh, that would do all of that. Right. Mm -hmm but never would invite me to their house if I right. wasn't the LSU Tiger. Right. Or never would say, can I do anything for you? Just on the just on the human thing. Now, people get mad about that. And, and here's my thing. Here's my thing. And getting back to what I said, your ideals are formed based on your experience and how you were raised. That's where people ideals form. Right. And... Whether you decide at some point in your life it's going to be an intersection mm -hmm. with all of the things you hate. Okay. At some point, unless you're just going to go live in the woods right. and for the rest of your life. But at some point, the interaction or the intersection is going to happen. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right? You have to have the ability, us as black men, we got to have the ability to know that somebody is racist and not become so emotionally involved right. with hating them so, that we forget the mission that we on. Tell me though, so what I, I want you to do this to us. What I want you to do is this. As the like I and I said to them before, I'm not hosting this show. Right. This is our show. This is me, you. You're in the middle of the chair though. Yeah, but I need you. The boss. I need you to look at that camera though and say that again. As black men. Start there, like I, because I, 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 I need that to be a. I need that needs it to be something I can clip off and say like this is real, like this is true. As, and so can you give me that one second? As black men, all right, we gotta stop letting other people's ideals affect our emotional state so bad that we disrespect ourselves. That's what happens to us a lot, man, and. I'll never forget, I was on Get Up with Foxy one day. Okay. And we were talking about some, I can't remember the player, but Foxy was like, it's cool to be emotional. Mm -hmm. It's cool to cry. Mm -hmm. And I had, you remember that? I don't mm -hmm. know if you, but I had to check myself because the old heads yeah. that, it was. that I grew up around yeah. Said no, bro. You can't show no emotion. I didn't grow. I grew up the same time you grew up with. Right. I, I, you learned that lesson I before me. That 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 ain't helping nobody. It ain't helping. Pretending to be somebody you not. I wanted to bring you through how me and Foxy became close and why starting Culture Wednesday on Get Up was really natural and very easy because we we're alike in so many ways. I mean, I definitely think he's more intelligent, uh, but. Still a bulldog, still someone who's willing to fight, still somebody who's willing to stand up. And then listening to Marcus eloquently take us through what he believes people 
should feel and how we should treat one another, but also the things that you can learn from other people of, of knowing that we were taught you don't cry. We were taught that you push through. We were taught that adversity is just a building block to make you successful. That adversity or hardships are things that you have to go to go through their rites of passage in order to get you to a place where now you can pull the other people up. But here's what we weren't taught, that when you're going through that adversity, when you're dealing with those trials, when you're dealing with those tribulations, that it's okay to feel it. It's okay to hurt. And that's also okay to allow people to see that. Because sometimes when people get to see you, they also learn about themselves. And so as these conversations continued and as we went through more and more, we learned more about each other. We learned more about the things that keep us from being whole, about the things that keep us from reaching our full potential, but also about the things that piss us off. And we'll talk a little bit about that. People look at us and like, I don't care what anybody says. I am truly like F what people think about me. Yeah. Like that's the way I live life, right? But I'm also in a field and in a life and I've always lived a life where what people thought about me actually paid my bills. Right. Right. So like, what, so what the coach thought about me, right? Like what, how he evaluated me was how I got paid. And so now we're in a life of how Dominique Foxworth is on Get Up, on Highly Questionable, on First Take, how Marcus Spears is on Get yeah. Up, First Take, NFL Live, all those things, that pays our bills. No doubt. Right? Because like, the, 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 their perception of us becomes a reality. So how do y'all deal with that as opposed to how you feel about yourself? Because I watch y'all, and you already know. I be texting. I be like, dog, that joke was funny <laughs> as yeah. hell. But somebody else might hit you up and be yeah. like, damn, Marcus, like what you said about so-and-so wasn't good. So like, right. do you weigh that in to how you do TV or to how you live? Or are you like, F it, I'm gonna be me? Man, I don't, man. And listen, I've always grappled with, should I have a filter? Like I've always fought with that. And I do have a filter. I got what I tell people all the time, I have an educated filter. And what that means is whatever the subject matter is, I can speak to you as me, but don't think that I'm gonna get overly emotional and lose my mind talking about this subject because you feel like I should, right? So a lot of times when, when I'm, like, I'm gonna tell y'all, man, honestly, for me, okay, when I'm on shows, I wanna have fun. I start every right. show right. saying, like, because I don't care if people care if I know football. I don't care if people see me break a tape down. Mm -hmm. I don't care if they hear me talk about the intricacies of the game. I don't care about none of that. Like, bro, we've all put 10,000 hours into football. Like if you don't and know they say football, you put ten thousand hours and you're an expert. And, and you're an expert. So so I never worry about the questioning of is it too playful? Okay. Is it too joke? Like because that's me. I'm never listen. One thing I'm gonna do with y'all, right? Like we've been here. I'm not gonna sit somewhere and be bored. Yeah. That's straight my foundation. Hey, let me take. Let me take some. Like, can, can I tie all this together? Yeah. Straight so, up. RC said a lot of things. That was true, but he said one thing that was BS. That this job pays our bills. But yeah, it don't. Ooh, talk to me. It don't. That's why we are how we are, because this job don't pay it my don't. bills. Talk it to don't. me. Yeah, it don't pay my true. bills. Like I'm, I'm, I'll be honest. I respect that more than anything. You maybe, maybe y'all got more bills than me. No, no. But no. hey, what you said is what you said is the real. Reason why I'm gonna like, say this though. Here's what I'm gonna say. 
this does help me not make football money pay my bills. There you go. That's fair. That's fair. So, so I'm going to say that. No, just, to, adds, just, just to get it no, out there. No, no, no. It adds a level of comfort to my life that I sure. didn't have before. I love right. that. But it's a level of comfort that I do not need you that I was not accustomed to. Yeah. And that is why I do the things that I do. And that's why I feel comfortable where I am. Because I'm not... I'm strong. I'm confident. I'm all those things. But you said that you live in a I don't care what people think way. I don't fully live in that way. Like I, right, right. I care what people think more than you do. Like I think that I don't care, and like I feel comfortable saying that. I believe you're being genuine. I don't believe that you're just blowing smoke. I think you actually don't. Yeah. But like for the most part, the reason why, whenever I have something in my head and I'm like, should I say it or should I not say it? I look at, I look at my bank account, <laughs> and. and the question is, I can afford to say this, and do I? So, like, I would not, ex- I would not have the same expectation of an up and coming journalist that I have of myself. No. And it's not about I can afford to say this, so I don't care if you fire me. It's about I feel like I should say this. Yeah, right. But and so, so, I can afford to go ahead and take. But now, that risk. But now, you, but now you're getting into a different conversation. Yeah, these no are doubt. two different conversations. Yeah, yeah. It's two different conversations in the sense of it's one like, about having fun. Yeah, it's one about right, obligation. Yeah, right, right, because it's like okay. I'm doing the job, right? And when we, we talk about the job all the time, what happens is when you play football as long as we all played, that was your job. That's your job. And, and I tell people all the time, that was my dream job. Yeah. Right? And in the sense of, I wasn't in college or high school thinking I can be in the NFL, but I was like, I've been doing this since I was four. It would be cool to get paid for it. Mm-hmm. Right? And so now we move into these jobs that are different. Right. And, I don't, and, and we can sit up here, man, and BS about it, there are three people sitting at this table that do jobs in a different way than right. they have been done. 100%. Right? Bomani, who is a guy I love. Love him. Fact out. Like, like straight up, like I rock with Bomani. One day, um, I do a segment on SportsCenter. Bomani texts me. He says, this is the text. And I, and I appreciate it more than anything because I never thought about it. He said, RC, do you realize how you've affected TV? And I go, mm-hmm. and I go, I was like, what you talking about? He said, do you see how many people try to do TV like you? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I go, what you mean? He was like, the movie references. He goes, the music references. He was like, he was like getting off subject subject and just talking about stories instead of stuff. Yeah. And I was like, and I was like, nah, bro. Like, I was like, I don't really pay attention to that. But he was just trying to explain to me like how the culture has shifted from from what it used to be like, let's yeah. l- let's dissect everything, and now it's shifted to let's make sure it's relatable. And so, in that, in that, do you feel where we are, like we're fighting against the old heads or the old regime of doing TV? Um, in a sense, and the reason why I say in a sense, because I'm gonna give old heads some grace. Because I got a 12-year-old son, 14-year-old daughter. Y'all got young kids, too. I hate some of the shit they do. <laughs> like, absolutely hate it. I'm serious. Like, my, I got my daughter TikToking and dancing hey, in front of the... I, I, think, I think TikTok is the devil. Bro, uh, listen. I'm that guy. I, they have social media and it's awesome. I hate... Y'all... I hate seeing her dance in front of the phone. Yeah. I hate it. Okay. Like my my best friend's son plays basketball in college. He got a hundred or so thousand TikTok followers. And every time I see him come across my Instagram dancing on TikTok, you I fired text up. him like, stop doing that stupid stuff. <laughs> right? So because come on, question though. I just want to be honest. 
do you say stop doing that stupid stuff? Shit. Okay, yeah, shit. I'm just right, so, right, right. I'm, okay. I feel better about that. So here's the thing for me, man, is that I always like that my my kids have helped me acknowledge that that we doing this shit different now. Yes. Like we doing this different. I used to be the old head. Right. To them, sitting on the stool like, hey man, you 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 like you wouldn't get off my lawn. I wouldn't get off my lawn, but I was so so. As crazy as it might sound, my my real life, like outside of TV, I'm jovial, happy, y'all know me. But I don't, I really move around, bro. Like I don't like going into a room and everybody look at Marcus. That's not my, you know, when we doing TV, I'm comfortable and we having a good time. So the, the I had to get used to the generation that just wants attention. Like all of them, they just want attention, and I think that's where the old heads get with us. Sometimes. But it's different though. Attention now is making you money, though. That's what I'm saying. So, but but in their mind, I mean, y'all see it, bro. You clown. You you talk about this. You you fighting the black ESPN woke. Y'all see all of so, that. I'm be honest. I'm be, like, so I don't mean to cut you off. I mean, those are the things that it eventually becomes becomes about. Right. It becomes about whether or not you truly care what people think of you. And as much as I would like to say that I don't, I do understand that I'm in a life and I'm in a business where the perceptions of people and the things that people think of me become my reality. And sometimes that reality pays your bills. But I guess like Dom says, it's not necessarily paying my bills, but it's making a life more comfortable for me. And isn't that what we want? Don't we want want comfort? But then also listen to what Dom says in the sense that he would not put the onus on a young journalist to do the things or say the things that he says because he understands that that young man has a living or that young lady has a living to make. That young lady or that young man has themselves to think about before they can start helping other people because if you can't eat, then you can't take food off of your table in order to feed other people. And then for Marcus to talk about the fun that you want to have and the things that you want to do, but the way that people look at you, the, the, the things that you have to listen to, the different insults and the different barbs that are thrown at you just for being you because being you is different than what they want you to be. And then all of a sudden, because you actually love black people, not because you don't love everyone, right? But because you love black people too, because see, that's what happens. We start to have these conversations and they end up being about black people too. But for so long, black people have been here for so long. The culture has been here. And for so long, other people have been in this spot that having that love means you're woke. I don't have to be awake to be this. I'm this when I sleep. This when I'm awake. I'm this when I smile. I'm this when I laugh. I'm this when I cry. So the woke comment, it's not for me. It's not a life I want to be about. I just want to be me. And if loving my folks means I'm woke, then I guess I'll never sleep. The, the ESPN woke thing has now become something that will legit make me fight. So, and this is, so like, no, like I'm a, first off, Oh, so no, because so just they just one second. Everybody. So so Marcus, Mark, and I'm 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 totally I'm about to I, I, and I hate to cut you off here. Yeah yeah, go ahead. Check this out. I want to hear. Do you remember Rashawn Matthews played at LSU? LSU, yeah. right? So I had got an opportunity to speak to the freshman at the freshman orientation mm-hmm. for the diversity, equity, and inclusion group. 
right? I thought I killed it, right? I was, I was, I was prepared, you know, like yeah. I studied, I had videos, right? So Rashawn calls me and he goes, this guy that I know, white man, does all this, does that. He wants to speak to you because some people he know got an opportunity to see your speech and they thought it was amazing. I want to, he wants okay. to work with you. So I was like, okay, cool. That's, that's awesome. So I say, give him my number. Have him text me and then we'll, we'll speak. And he goes, I had some friends tell me how great your speech was. From what I've learned, it was all about being woke. I don't understand being woke. Well, let me explain it. To, well, you, you I, just, I mean, I, I want to tie a lot of things together. Yeah. Because, like, it seems like we're having multiple conversations, but we're really having the same conversation. The same one, yeah. yeah. And that the fact that we're talking about how old heads behave and also acknowledging that we're old heads to other people. And also, at the same time, acknowledging that that person that you're talking to is... I wouldn't call him an older head, but they're from a different school. And understanding that all this stuff is similar and that these cycles aren't changing. Like people aren't different now. They're not like substantially different now than they were 200 years ago. Like evolution don't work that fast. Mm -hmm. So we're the same people. We're fighting over the same things. They're just, they have different labels yeah. at this point. And yeah. we're upset about the same thing. So like the, the people who are old heads in our business now who that we have friction with, they had friction with somebody when they were when they coming were up. But thing is though, so, so it's like, it's, it's, it's the friction though, like my issue is this though, I don't mind if my friction is, is if my, my friction is approach. I mind if my friction is information. So my point right, is cause like, 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 right. like, like if my approach, like if the way I do it, like I get the way that you do TV, the way that you do right. TV, the way that I do TV, they don't get it. like that. They don't get that. Right. And I'm okay with that. Right. Cause okay. you know why? Because in 2021, I'm better than you. <laughs> That's fair. Like period. But the point, and like, the I'm point. not, I'm not, I'm not tripping on that, but you, but the, the, the fact that I'm okay that I'm okay that when George Floyd dies, I'm okay with saying that that's fucked up. Yeah. Like you can't have an issue with that yeah. because in truth, that's fucked so, up. So it's my the point, the point that, the only point that the I'm truth. making, the only point that I'm making is morality is subjective. And I know that sounds crazy. No, it is. Morality is subjective. Culture changes. The things that are acceptable now, will look back or, a hundred years from now, kids then will look back at us the same way that we look back at Jim Crow. A hundred percent. So, you think it's that vast of a difference? And that's a problem. I think, no, I don't think you're not wrong. No, 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 I, no, no, I, no, 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 no. I agree with you. My but point is, is that that's sad, if, though. If, if back in, I don't know, whenever it is that humans started hanging out with dogs, yeah. if instead they came across a pig, Today it we will be, be eat, we will be eating dog ribs. Hey, actually, and so now actually dog, nah, bacon fine dog. <laughs> you don't know what dog ribs taste like. And you I ever had know. dog bacon? Yeah. The, my only point, my only point is culture and society. Um, it influences the way that we react. And when you grow up in a culture society, so like you, the way you react to TikTok is fine. My kids, my oldest kid is ten. She's not on TikTok yet. Yeah. Um, I watch TikTok videos and they're hilarious. They're I love them. But when my daughter is 16 and she tries dancing on TikTok, I'm gonna be infuriated. Yes. But I under I also understand that when I was 10 
listening to the Ghetto Boys that everybody mm. above me was like, this is going to ruin you. you. When I was listening to hey. Doggy Style. Ghetto Boys, good. Yeah, it was good. Doggy and, Style was phenomenal. It was. And also, to be honest, I'm so happy that I had a father and a mother there for me because... Doggy Style did mess me up a little bit in all the music yeah, that we yeah. listen to. Thank you, thank you, no, But like, I think. But I'm just I, the only point I'm making but is you that needed, but down, down. That that um that Marcus said he wanted to show some grace to the old dudes. I think that's the only point I'm making is we should understand that we are those dudes to somebody else. Yeah, but, but thank you, though. But Marcus, though, like you're talking about. Okay, I think I need you to explain grace because in the same sense. Like I like I'm in a position now because I train people. Right. Right. Like I'm in a position to where I deal with them in a different way. Mm-hmm. Like, like, like that's my little brothers. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I do show them grace. And the, the, the grace I show them is in understanding that I wasn't always perfect. Yeah. Right. And understanding right. like I, I didn't always get what was going on at the time. Right. But but to me, there's a a, a fundamental piece of being like who you are, having enough understanding. That's where I'm going. That, two, that allows you to be. Two things can be true. And this, this is something we struggle with in this country. Two things can actually be true. At okay. the same time. Like at the same time. Okay. The one thing that can be true is that I want my son to grow up foundationally respecting women. Mm-hmm. That's, right? that's big. Respecting authority. That's big. Saying yes, sir, no, sir. Okay. Some people have a problem with that. They don't want their kids. I, I do not have a problem with that. I want my son to say yes, sir, yes, ma'am, no, sir, no, ma'am. That's how I'm raising it. All right. I want my kids to be like me, that when I'm on the East Coast or Northeast, people go, oh, you don't have to call me, ma'am. Right, right. That's what I want. So, I don't so, want my kids to be like that. Proceed. No, that's the thing, though. And, and to that point of that's giving choice. grace. Yeah, it's a the, choice. There you go. And that can be true mm-hmm. for Dominique Foxworth and his wife and his kids, that we not going to address people that way. Okay. And and the problem we have is, why would I have a problem with that? Right. But like, you shouldn't. That's, that, but that's what I'm saying. Right. We, we now have so much access to people. Mm-hmm. Think about where we Too are. Too much access. And, and, and this is... So, get back. Two things can be true. Foundationally, I want my son to be very respectful. Okay. I want my daughter to respect herself. All of the same old things. Not to cut you off. Do you teach your daughter and your son different? No, I teach them both self-respect. Okay. Because self-respect is what you perceive yourself as. Okay. Right? Like, me and my wife go instill confidence. We go reinforce Believe in yourself. Okay. Understand. Learn as much. That's what we doing. Like that's not an idea. That's what we doing. We okay. teaching them foundationally self-respect because you can raise kids the right way and they still go out and be a prostitute. Right. Like you can still because end we up have free will though. That's we right. have we have we have opportunity to choose. Choose right. So all yeah. I want to do. Pertaining to my kids, me being the old head to them and the old heads before us, as the old head for the generation under us, all I want to do is instill in them self-respect. Okay. Right? Now, it's a way, it's consequences to how you define self-respect. Yeah, that's that's for yourself. Yeah, like it's right. consequences. Explain that. Good Explain or that. bad. Okay. Right? So right, my yeah, son. Because I understand, I understand, I understand the good. Right? 100%. So my son walk in, my son walks into he he starts school Wednesday of this week. If he walk in his class and another kid say something to him and he lose it, mm-hmm. and I don't give a fuck boom. I'm not teaching that at home. 
Okay. You don't have self-respect because self-respect will take, self-respect causes you to take a pause okay. before you just go crazy. Okay. That's why when we having conversations, I'm always like, RC, let's think about this now. <laughs> right? Like, because but, that's but my I think, experience. Right, but the other part about that is this though, Marcus, this is like though- It's arbitrary. To, so, what, what, what people define as self-respect self is arbitrary because also you could be like taken because whatever was said in this hypothetical situation, whatever was said to your son, maybe whoever said that needed their ass whooped. Right, so, so, okay, so, so, so- That's why what you said so about your so kids- so it's right. So Spears, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a conversational parent. Yeah. And so here's why I'm a conversational parent. I understand, like I remember you as kid. the old head. I'm the old head, right? Like, but like just just in, the, in 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 dealing with people, right? The reason I'm conversational is I don't think everything's black and white. It's not. I just don't. It's so, not. so, 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 like, there, there are times, like, I've talked to, like, I, I, I raised a son. Like, Can I say something real quick? Yeah, for sure. Thank you. That's why we do this. It's something that, I, that I've been saying for a long time, and it ties into what you're saying, is that I believe that absolutes are for children and dumb people. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. So, like, because so, you absolutely, you got to set a certain you know, line like, so your dumb ass don't cross this line. Right. And so, like, when you walk up to a corner in a busy city and it say, don't walk. But there's no cars coming. Look, dumb person. Look, child. Don't you ever walk you ever. when they say don't walk? Because you just wait to tell him. Right. But in real life, when you are not a dumb person or you are not a child, yeah, no absolutes don't work. Sometimes the stuff that you think is wrong right, is actually bro. the thing that you should do. Anyway, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to. Yeah. No, no, no. You good? No, that's perfect. Because my my thing is this though. Like my wife believes that there are absolutes in parenting. I don't, mm -hmm. right? Because I believe that parenting is, a not, is not about teaching your kids the right or wrong decision. It's teaching your kids how to get to the decision that works for them. Yeah. Right? And so I'm going to cut y'all. Let me finish. Yes. So say Jordan comes home during high school and he's suspended for fighting, mm -hmm. right? I don't teach fighting in school. I just don't. Right, because you got to understand if you fight in school, the result or the consequence is suspension. Yeah. A result of suspension now leads to later actions that may get you kicked out of school. So you shouldn't do that. If Jordan, so if me and Jordan had this conversation, Jordan, you can't do that. You can't fight. You can't do all these things. And I say, but Joe, tell me why you fight. Yeah. Or tell me why you got to fight. Yeah. And if Jordan says, well, Dad, I did such and such, and this kid called me a nigger. Yeah. Right. My next thing is, I get it. I understand. I would, I, and my, my next thing is, I would like for you to understand in that position or in that situation, find a different way to be yeah. his ass. Right. Yeah. Right? But I also understand that in hearing that, you couldn't control yourself from reacting to it. Right. I think the fact that your wife and you come from different perspectives is such a gift for your children. Mm -hmm. It I is. Know. It's such a gift because is, the man. world is not a is is not an and, and absolute we, place. And, and we also have we also have our historical experiences. Yeah. Right. Okay. Like, you know, with everything that go on with the police mm -hmm. and black communities, we've been doing this shit. Mm -hmm. Like this ain't new. So I'm raising my son. If you have a interaction with the police, don't get overly emotional, bro. Okay. Like go through this process because you. I don't. Black Lives Matter, marches, going to the courthouse, I want you alive. I don't give a fuck about all that. Period. 
Like, come on. I care about you. And I get I understand. I get that. I understand people taking up arms about things that are transpiring. This is um something that um you guys made fun of me earlier about business school. Business school was and I made jokes about it too. Mm -hmm. But one thing about business school that was super helpful for me, and um my wife said similar things about law school is like it teaches you a different way to think. And yes. so there's a priority stack. It's something that we talked about when I was in business school. It's like having a priority stack. And you said, I don't care nothing about that. It's not true. You care about all those things. Right. But you know what I care that, about more than that? My son. Ah, this priority right here. And I talk yeah, about that. I, I, use, that. I use that a lot when we talk about the NFL. Is because I learned this. Is I used to say like. Because it can get misconstrued. Yeah. Because I used to say like. Roger Goodell, NFL, don't care nothing about the players. That's not true. They care about the players. They care about the players a lot. But, but you know what they care bottom line. Yeah. So 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 so, 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 so when you stack there's so a party stack. The total there so there, there are there are several things in here, and players are high at the top of Roger Goodell and NFL's list of okay, things okay, that so, they prioritize. So, so, so. But you know what's higher than that? Is the way that sponsors think about them, right. the way that fans think about them, because that is what brings in the money. It's crazy that a conversation can start at being woke and then kind of go to the old heads. And then to also realize that now we're the old heads. We're the dudes who don't like the TikToks. We're the dudes who don't do the dances, who look at people that do those things a certain way, a certain way. And but to move into the old head conversation in the fact that we have to give them grace. And I think I work to I work to give them grace, but not as much grace as I give the dudes who are coming up underneath me, because I have to understand that I wasn't always in this place. And even in this place, I'm still not always right. But to listen to Marcus and the way that he makes sure he acknowledges and he's very aware about where he is, that also brings it into where they are. And then for Dom to get to the point to where he's beginning to understand that it's not that you don't necessarily care about those things. It's just as, as life goes on, certain things get knocked down a ring and a ring and a ring until maybe they're on the bottom of the totem pole. And he brings in a little bit of that Harvard education or the different degrees and said, it's about priority stacks in the same way that he saw the NFL. And he said, the NFL doesn't care about players. He said, no, they just have to care about these things a little bit more. And so as we move on and as we get into these conversations, it brings up different stories from my life about fighting, about wanting more and about needing more, but also stories about being scared and about trying to figure out if that's what I really wanted. <laughs> and what was crazy, every now and then I realized I ain't want it as well, bad as well, I what, what, what frustrates me about the lives we live is that people think that our lives are like theirs. And I'm, I'm looking at the mirror. I'm looking at the camera. There's no way I'm saying my life is more important. I'm not saying that. Yeah. I'm saying sometimes like things stack differently. Yeah. When, when, when your job is a nine to five as an accountant, you're married to a woman that has a nine to five and y'all have kids, that's one life, right? When... You play football for a living, yeah. right? And you have to take care of your kids. It's a different life because Thanksgiving ain't Thanksgiving, right? Christmas ain't Christmas. 
And also too though, the lives your children live because of what you sacrificed, yeah. right? Because of what you done, have done is different. So now I gotta teach my kids differently. Right. Right. I gotta teach you that that the fact that like I, I remember, I remember like it was yesterday, bro. I remember, and I'm, I'm gonna tell this story, and it's an embarrassing story for me because like people see me as what I am now. So it was a dude that lived on the street next to my street. His name was Royal, Royal Clark, right? And so I lived on Genie, and I'm Ryan Clark, right? I, I had been tested on my street a ton, but I was the younger kid. I was born in right, 79. Right. Everybody was a grade up for me, right? So like I would get in fights, throw hands, whip dudes. He was the same way on his street, but he was two years older than me, right? So everybody else around the streets got together and said, y'all two are gonna fight. <laughs> but at the time, he was like five inches taller than me mm. and like bigger than me. And like, I remember walking down the street crying, right? And so like now you fast forward to my life where it is now, I could never imagine that. When I was at the combine, I started this story earlier. When I was getting ready for the combine, I was working out in New Jersey. One of the coaches who was working out with me invited us to a Super Bowl party because wait, we were stuck in a hotel just working out all the time. Find a Super Bowl party. He, it was not a lot of people there. One of his friends had money on the game. Uh, I think T.O. played through a broken foot. Philly. Dropped the pass towards the end of the game. The dude, one of the dudes, called T.O. a nigga. Yelled at the screen. I felt it boil mm -hmm. up in me. Mm -hmm. I stood up and I left. Yeah. I wanted to fuck him up. But what happened to me was it went through my mind. This motherfucker? Dude. This dude? I don't know your name. I don't respect you. You ain't worth shit to me. Bro, I, I am not about to get worked up over this motherfucker because he said a word. I don't care what word it is you said. Eureka. I am better than you. Eureka. So like, Eureka, and I don't know how you feel about anybody, but it's not about Marcellus in particular. It's about RC. And it's about me. Hold on, let me finish, let me finish. You've been talking a lot. It's about RC and it's about the medium of Twitter. That shit is nothing but a big ass high school. It's people showing out. I remember you told a story that was uh, kind of embarrassing about you about being scared to fight somebody earlier. But you I will tell. Go fight. I will tell a, a story that's similar. Is I remember there was a kid who in, our, in my high school who I had beef with over nothing, but we just had beef. We got into it in the lunchroom. I'm yelling about how I'ma fuck him up. I'ma break his neck if I see him. Blah 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 blah. A week later, I leave my class to go to the bathroom and who do I run into into the hallway empty hallway nobody in there but me and him we both look at each other and neither of us ain't really want, want that, shit. that shit man. we yeah. walked right by went and peed and then went to our classrooms because hey. we ain't stupid hey, my, only, my, only, my only point my only point is my only point is we were showing out for everybody in the cafeteria and that's what's happening on Twitter and I know hey. that I've been pulled into that mode I don't hey, want that to happen to I'm you. I'm gonna cut also. you off. Hey, Steve. Yo, what's up, man? I'm with, um, so the cameras are on. I'm with Dom and uh, Marcus. You know, I remember that story. I actually remember Royal. Uh, he was bigger than me. Uh, he was tougher than me. Uh, he was older than me. But to the people around me, that was something that I needed to do. That was a fight I needed to take. It wasn't a fight I wanted. But was also scared to say that it wasn't. And then to... Get to Dom's story about making the right choice 
at the combine, about hearing some things that rubbed you the wrong way, but who are you trying to prove things to? And then for Dom to move on to his high school story about having beef that ain't really beef and about not even really wanting it. Because see, the thing about me is that I am a fighter and maybe it's because I've never been as talented or the star that Marcus was or I've never been the intelligent and the great educated one like Dom is. And so maybe fighting was my way. Fighting was my way of making me feel like I always had a shot. But in the end, the boys wrapped it up in a way that I couldn't have wrapped it up, a way that if this was just my show, it wouldn't have worked out. So listen to them, understand them, then we'll wrap this thing up and we'll be finished. When we approach, okay. and we have to understand things from different perspectives, what I'm bringing out, out in the old head conversation is this. Let's go back to when Stephen A got killed for the Kaepernick thing. Remember he was saying he should have worked out, he should have just did right. this. And it was, it, was a, a, it was a generation of young black people saying, bro, we not playing by them rules no more. He couldn't understand it. This is a conversation I had with Stephen A. Right. I was like, it's not that what you saying, a lot of people don't identify with. Mm -hmm. You got to understand that now we have a youth, a young black movement that's saying, why can't I have dreads and be the CEO? That's right. called progress. Right? It's called sure. progress. That's, that's what he was missing. Right. That he, was, he wasn't wrong because we've all heard put a yeah, suit no, tie I mean, on. The yeah, thing, put a, before you finish up, the only point I'm making is that there's a price to pay for you no matter what. And for yeah, us, no matter, no matter what, what. Is if you call out Paul Feinbaum, there may be some people inside the organization that aren't happy about you calling out him on air. And if you don't, Yo, people. if I'm you don't, I, nothing I love more than our demographic showing up to show me love. I walk around the streets of whatever city <laughs> I'm in, and no matter what, one, 45, 35, it's always around this age, yep. 35, 50-year-old black dude is going to come to me and say, your voice is appreciated, man. So, I love, like, I so love what you is, do. So and thing. if that ever stops, if those black dudes walk past me, You're not speaking for then I hate myself. Yep. The black tax is obviously metaphorical, but for those of us who feel like we have to pay it, it's literal. We understand that there is a responsibility that comes along with being who we are, that comes along with those that have come before us, because if they didn't pay that tax, then we wouldn't be able to either. See, Culture Wednesday, at least part one, at least this edition for Face First, started out as a time that I could hang with my boys, that we could have some laughs and that we could realize, you know what? It's cool to just be around your folks. But it turned into so much more than that. Because see, what we learned on Culture Wednesday is that Marcus truly is a star. That Dom really is brilliant. And that RC probably has some growing up to do. There's a ton of this day that didn't make this episode. It didn't make this episode because of me. It didn't make this episode because of the fighter, because of the pettiness, because of the things I felt like I needed to prove to me the things I respected about myself and not wanting to let those go, I didn't let them go for the show. 
But I learned something. I learned from Marcus that every fight isn't a fight that you should have. I learned from Dom that everything that's said shouldn't be something that you care about. So for them, for their respect, and for the things that they taught me, those things won't make it. There will be another Culture Wednesday on this show. There will be a part two, hopefully a part three. And from that, we'll get that what you do is sometimes who you are. And a lot of times, who you are is what births more and more opportunity for people just like you. This is Cultural Wednesday. It's all love. I've been wanting to sit in the studio and do something like this since Martin used to do it before his episode. Uh-huh. We'll catch you another time. Underestimated and still I made it In the book of hard knocks I'm highly educated Nobody told me looked over but still dedicated Played in the league for 13 I ain't gotta be favorite Two Super Bowls, Honolulu I stood with the greatest The thing is this, if never rich I'm good with my neighbors DB precision, television Ain't asked for no favors Numbers don't lie, neither do pictures Just look in the papers No backing down or turning back parts